Maishersheni, Perik Beis, Mishnehei, 2.5. The main question this Mishnah comes to answer is, if you have coins of Maishersheni and coins of Chulin that get mixed up together, and when you collect them, let's say they all fell on the floor, you find out that some of the coins are missing. You can't find them all. So do you ascribe the loss to Maishersheni or to Chulin, or do you prorate the loss between the two sets of coins? That's the basic question this Mishnah comes to answer. And its answer will actually be, it depends. If you pick the coins up, let's say they fell on the floor one at a time, then all the loss will be ascribed to the chulin, um, and you'll have you'll have to bring every penny in Maishersheni in terms of value to Yerushalayim. If you pick them up by the handful, it gets mixed up together. So then you can prorate the loss um, according to how many you had originally. That will be the Mishnah's main point. Um, but to understand why the Mishnah differentiates between the one-by-one one picking up and picking up with the handful, we need a bit of background. Starting at the very beginning, when it comes to mixtures, tarovas, of iser and heter, forbidden substances with permitted substances, and you're talking about a mixture of what's called minbamino, meaning that this, this substance are the same kind of substance, just some has a halachic status of forbidden and some permissible, which would be the case, for example, if you talk about Meistersheni food, right? If you have Meistersheni grapes, let's say you had 100 Meistersheni grapes and you had 200 Hulan grapes and they got fell on the floor and rolled around, um, so now you have 300 grapes rolling around the floor, you don't know which are the Meistersheni, which are the Hulan. So the normal rule would be, since it's a mixture and the majority of the mixture is Hulan, 200 of the 300 grapes are Hulan, so the rule would be that there's a bitzel barov, that the identity of the of the minority is lost the majority, and the whole mixture, midoraisa, would become heter, meaning it could be treated all leniently, all the grapes could be eaten um, outside of Yushalayim, etc., and you don't have to worry about the Meister Shani. That would be the application midoraisa. Midorabadan, however, mixtures that contain an iser component, a forbidden item, and that forbidden item um, under may not be Bottle may not be annulled, midurabanan, uh, under certain scenarios. One of those scenarios is where there's a way to make the forbidden component, the iser, um, permitted to be eaten. It's called the devarim sheeshlam matirim, things that are asr, but there's a way to make them mutter to eat. And in the case of Meister Shani, there's a way to make these grapes mutter to eat, um, which is you could just bring all the grapes to Yushalayim and eat them all over there, or redeem it onto coins, etc. Bring the coins up. So since there's a way for you to make the grapes that are mixed in here, that are Isser grapes, become permissible, so we will say that the mixture, the the Isser component of the mixture does not become bottle, even if it's um, in a minority, and therefore you would still have to worry about the Meistersheni grapes in the mixture I just explained. Um, however, just to illustrate the point further, if you had that same food spilling situation occur in Yerushalayim, so now now you've got a problem. Now there's there's no way to bring them back into Shalim um, to make them permissible um, because the wall's already been um, enclosed with the food and there's no way to be redeeming that food or take it out to Shalim and try a second time because you're not allowed to redeem food onto coins um, in Shalim. So now you're stuck. And that being the case, really, um, if you'd had the scenario I gave you, all of those 300 grapes would be considered to be chulin and heter and would not carry the restrictions of Meister Shani. So, for example, you could eat them when you're tummy. That's all true. Our mission is talking about a case of coins, coins that had the kadusha of Meister Shani put onto it. So the case is, for argument's sake, you had 300 grapes, which you put, oh, sorry, you had 100 grapes of 
of a chulin, which you put onto, let's say, 100, let's say they're worth 100 prutas, onto 100 prutas of, of money, and the prutas are, therefore, have Kedushas Meister Shani, and you had another little satchel with 200 more prutas of chulin, and you drop all these coins on the floor. So now, the coins won't be bottle, uh, meaning the forbidden coins that carry the Isser because you can't eat them, use them for anything, you have to use them for Meister Shani to purchase food in Yerushalayim. And that would be true even if inside of Yerushalayim, because inside of Yerushalaym too, you could take the money out um, or transfer the Kedusha, etc., even in Yerushalayim. So the rule, therefore, would be that in the mixture, you have to be worried about the Meister Shani and recover it. So now, that's that. Um, a second point altogether like that you have to keep in mind is that when it comes to... Uh, Meister Shani, which is accidentally lost, there is no obligation on the one who lost it to replace it. So in other words, for example, you have your 100 Meister Shani grapes, you're bringing them to your Shalim. If one drops and rolls into the sewer and you lose it, that's okay. You'll just have 99 grapes and you eat those 99 grapes. There's no requirement to bring a 100th grape and like turn it into Meister Shani or something like that. No such thing. So here, um, with that in mind, our Mishnah says, you have coins of chulin and coins of Meister Shani that scatter on the floor. Okay, so for my illustration here, I'll use the bartender's numbers. Um, let's say you have, for example, 100 coins of Meister Shani, let's say prutas, and 200 coins, also prutas that are chulin. They all scatter on the floor, and I have 300 coins scattered on the floor. Now, here you have 300 coins, and only 100 of the 300 are Meister Shani coins. And that being the case, you would think, if you didn't have the Hagdam I just gave, that there's a bittel. <laughs> but the answer is, no, there's no bittel for the reason I just explained. And that being the case, you have to worry about getting the 100 coins back and treating them with Kedusha's Meister Shani. So, the Mishnah says, Masha Liket, as you pick them up one at a time off the floor, Liket the Meister Shani. You have to ascribe each one to be Meister Shani. Meaning you have to be afraid as you pick this one coin up that it's very possible that it's Meister Shani. And therefore, we'll say, like Lechumra, it was a Meister Shani coin. And on and on you go, so you picked up a hundred different coins, in my example. And at that point, Adshi Yashlim, once you've reached the threshold of a hundred, you've picked up a hundred coins and you dropped a hundred coins of Meister Shani. So now you've got all your Meister Shani coins back. And then Vahashar Chulin, whatever else you pick up, will be ascribed to being Chulin. That is to say, if in the end you find you only have 297 coins total, you'll say, a hundred are Meister Shani. And 197 are chulin. And the missing three were chulin coins. So Meister Shani loses nothing. That's the first part of the Mishnah. Um, now, even there, of course, there's no promise that the 100 you picked up are actually all Meister Shani. It's very possible, that's probable, in fact, that some of the coins, the 197, were Meister Shani. And that being the case, you'll still have to make a tenai. You'll have to say, listen... If I picked up the 100 coins that I'm calling Meister Shani, if they talk of where the 100 coins I dropped originally is Meister Shani, so great. And if not, and some of the 197 that I'm calling Chulun are actually Meister Shani, so then the Kedusha of those should be transferred onto these. Okay, then you've got 100 now certain coins that are certainly uh, Meister Shani coins, and you can take those to your Shalim. Um, at the end of this Mishnah, there's a Shem, I'll remember, I'm going to answer a technical question about that thing I just said, but let's leave it to the end because it's going to make things excessively complicated. Okay. The Mishnah goes on to say, If they were mixed up um, and you scoot them up by the handful, Chafan means picking up a handful, really double handful at a time. So um, they're 
that being the case, you, there's no way to say that each time you pick up a handful that they all magically are Meister Shani. No, they're mixed up. And we have to assume that when they're mixed up, um, they're mixed up sort of in a proportional way. And that being the case, we will ascribe, as you pick them up, proportionally, Chulun and Meister Shani, such that it's done Lefi Cheshbon, it's done um, prorated. So if in the end of all you're picking up, you find you have 297. An example I gave, you'll say, well, since it was one-third Meister Shani and two-thirds Chulun, I'll say I lost, and I've lost three coins. I'll say one of the coins was Meister Shani and two of the coins were Chulun that I lost, and I'll just have 99 coins here that I'll treat as Meister Shani and bring them to Shalim and purchase over there foodstuffs. And again, you'll have to say that, make this deny, that if the 99 I'm, I'm calling Meister Shani indeed were the original coins, so great. And if not, the Kedusha on the other, from the other nine, other 198 um, should be, uh, whatever of the 198 have Kedusha to Meister Shani, should be transferred onto these coins. Okay? Um, fine. Now, a couple, a side point on that. The words Balal v'chafan, Balal means mix up. Chachfan means pick them up with a handful. It's not at all clear why it should be a rule in picking up like both those things. That has to, if it's mixed thoroughly and you pick them up with a handful, why you need to have both? Um, the Bartanura goes with um, this kind of language of the Rambam that's oblique, which makes it sound like it's both things. Um, many others, like the Ran, uh, explain that it's it's either or. If either they get thoroughly mixed together on the floor, um, or you pick them up by the handful, meaning as you collect them in many in your hand at the same time, you're mixing up then and there. In either of those cases, since now you've got a mixture, we'll assume that the that the ratio of Hulun and Mashani coins is indeed um, provided amongst the mixtures you pick them up. Okay? Zeha Klal says the Misha, the principle, the guiding principle regarding to how do you describe the missing coins is very simple. Hamis Lakhtin, if you pick them up one at a time, the Maestro Shani, you first count Maestro Shani coins, and if they're mixed up as you, before you pick them up thoroughly, so then then we'll do it, you know, in a pro they'll ascribe the loss in a prorated way based on what the original proportions of Hulun and Maestrani coins were. Again, a proof to the Ran as opposed to how the bartender makes it sound. Here it says Nivlalim without talking about Khafan. It doesn't talk about picking up by the handful, it just says it gets thoroughly mixed up first. So in other words, the case would be like Drop them on the floor, and the street sweeper sweeps up into a big pile. At that point, when you pick them up, even one at a time, even one at a time, um, according to the run, anyways, for sure, uh, you would proratedly allocate the loss if there is any loss in coins. Okay, now I said I'd come back to a side point. The side point is in the next Mishnah, Bez Hashem, we're going to learn that you can't just transfer Kadusha from Prutas to Prutas. Um, in fact, you'll have to bring another coin in intermediate coin in the middle and then transfer it to that coin and then back onto the Prutas. So in the case of saying making this Tanai and saying if I got it wrong, the Kedusha from these coins that I'm calling Kulin should be transferred on to those coins which I'm calling Meister Shani. Um, so some Mepharshim learn here you can do that and it's different than the next Mishnah. And uh, others learn, like the Rosh, uh, for example, also Tosos in Beitza, uh in the uh, so they learn that you actually do need to bring intermediate coins here, and like we'll describe in the next Mishnah, and the only reason the Mishnah here doesn't talk about that middle stage is because the next Mishnah deals with it. Okay, more on that coming up right now.